Yeah, I'm ready when you guys are. All right, sweet. All right. Oh, we already started. It started a few seconds ago. Bitches leave. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I did that like five times in, in preparation. Anyways, hey, welcome to Too Young for This Shit, uh, an adolescent addicted to action. I'm uh, your, your host, Tony McMillan. I'm joined with my uh, co-host, Mr. Peter Leon. Hello. <laughs> Sapping the enthusiasm in, in, the, in the energy. And uh, we are joined by a very special guest, uh, Clay McCormick, a writer and comic book artist. How you doing? And if you haven't guessed it, we're talking RoboCop, <laughs> which uh, I, I, here's the thing, guys. So I, most of the time when we do a movie, I, I rewatch it, even though I've seen most of these a bunch of times. RoboCop, I was like, There's, I don't need to watch, re, rewatch mm-hmm. RoboCop. I just saw it like uh, four months ago. I, I, put, I actually for, forgot to ask you, are we going to go long tonight because the Tigers are playing and I never miss a game? <laughs> no, we're not. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because we're actually not. We're going to go short, if anything. <laughs> we're going to keep it a brisk 32 minutes. Is that fair? Oh, that's great. Yeah, excellent. That, that'll probably not happen. We're going to try. We're going to try. But I was going to say, um, I don't know. Are the Tigers a real team? Like, who the hell are the Tigers? Yeah, the Detroit Tigers, that man. Sounds like that's a... why he says it. Oh, Electric Six does a thing about them. I know they're from, they're from the Detroit. That's okay. That's all I know. Um, Wait, is there a line about the Tigers in Robocop? There's yeah, a... come no, on, I'm man. Just... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I, I was going to rewatch the movie. I, I put on, I just wanted to rewatch, like, the first five minutes. Remember, like, how the credits scene? And I watched the first hour. I just like, got mm. sucked right back in. So yeah, it, it, I I actually had the same the, the same thing where I was I was trying to you sent me a a bunch of questions or, or things that we might be talking about and I was I was planning on rewatching the movie last night and then I looked at the questions and I was like I can talk at length about all of these right now I don't even think I need to rewatch it yeah I saw the uh, I saw the message that you sent me with the questions and I was just like I should probably open that but then I didn't so these are all going to be fresh. It's going to be fresh and it's going to be my honest, <laughs> my honest opinions right off the bat. We don't want this fake bullshit. Every episode, I'm like, I picked you as my co-host. and Because I, I, I try to keep it organic. I don't want it to be stale. I'm like, just right off the bat, I know. Like, I like, like oh, I wonder where this is going. Okay, fair enough. Okay, uh, let's begin with the beginning. Uh, I, I didn't see uh, Robocop in the theater as a kid. I, I saw it on home video or maybe HBO or something. But I saw it at like age nine or age eight or something like basically like the year after it came out in the theaters uh pete when, when, when did you see it first definitely not oh man i don't know the exact year i remember like once again like all the r-rated action movies i saw it with my friend alex at his home on vhs but the exact year i have no idea i'd probably have to say 94 93 Okay, so this is before puberty, though, right? Like, you're still a kid. <laughs> yeah, when do you go through puberty? Like, 12? When you watch RoboCop. When you watch yeah, RoboCop. Yeah, that's true. When you watch his hand get blown off in the X-rated version, that's the moment you become a man. We're going to talk about that at length. Um, Clay, when did you become a man? Uh, well, <clears throat> I actually, uh, in you know, in retrospect, I've realized that my parents were actually pretty cool in that they taped a lot of these movies for me off the tv um so i knew robocop from a very young age but i knew it like a a television edited version of it Mm. um so when i eventually i so i i knew the movies off of television and then i knew when they had the cartoon come out i was like oh yeah i know that that's that non-violent uh kids movie robocop is the tv version like 30 minutes long (laughs) right like no but you know it's one of those things where i watched that movie so many times 
the version that I had that I, I still have memories of what they cut around and Mm. stuff like I, there's, there's much less blood in it, but the most oddly enough, the, the most disturbing thing about that version is, um, since it's on TV and it's, it's not pan and scan. Well, it is pan and scan. So they're punching in really close. The most disturbing part of that movie is when they're, they're wheeling him into the operating room. And you've got that close up on his eye and there's like a little fleck of blood, like on the bridge of his nose. For some Mm -hmm. reason, as a kid, that just like chilled me to my core and I'm not really sure why. So, of course, that just sucked me right in. And I eventually watched the longer uh, extended uncut version and figured out what the uh, all the hoopla was about. I I knew there was a cartoon. I've never seen the cartoon. Pete, have you seen the the cartoon? I'd never seen the cartoon. I had the action figures because it was... Yeah. They they had... Well, it was weird because they made action figures for R-rated movies back when we were kids, which I appreciated. (laughs) But then it was weird because then they also had, like, the car, like, the Robocop car that was from the cartoon, which (laughs) didn't... Like, obviously wasn't in the movie. So it was just kind of, they were just, like, picking and choosing, like, what parts from, like, we're going to make the toy from the movie, but then we're going to make the car from the TV show. Was it like- There's not a lot of uh, interest, I probably, for, in kids' toys for a black 1987 Ford Taurus. Yeah, <laughs> so I well, understand why they went for the cartoon on no, that No, so- you got to keep it authentic. I like to keep it authentic when I was a kid. Is it like a, like Ecto One, like goofy kind of weird? The cart like, what's it look like? It's just kind of like futuristic and like shiny, like blue and uh, silver. Oh, is it the SUX six thousand? Did they give him the, the sweet <laughs> no. ride? <laughs> no, that that was black as well, wasn't it? Oh, I don't. I thought it was red. I don't remember. Yeah. I was okay. Speaking of of the violence, um, so one of my big things as a kid was uh his execution at the beginning was so sadistic and, and violent as a kid i would close my eyes or fast forward i mm-hmm. it, and that was before i even watched the the full like x-rated version it was it was enough it was just so um vicious and at that point as a kid i already watched friday the 13th and stuff like that but that was there's something about the way they toy with them it just really messed me up like like okay sir pete like as a kid were you like no nah, that's fine yeah no i was the exact same way i was like terrifying it was terrible i did the same thing <laughs> you just did a chromosome i haven't seen that in forever <laughs> That's a lie. uh yeah no i had to like close my eyes the same but i would i would always be watching it with alex and so i didn't mm. want to like make it be known that i didn't want to watch mm. it so i try to like subtly close my eyes and like maybe he didn't notice or maybe he had his eyes closed too and we both just thought the other person was watching it like but yeah it was it was terrible it was really gross and graphic and again they're like making toys out of this movie who are like the i think it was like kenner maybe that was like manufacturing the toys and they're like well let's review the content before we green light the toy they're like okay yeah let's let's run with it i think the kids will love this well they, i you know it's funny i actually i had the toys as well and uh only later on because i you know i i, I there's a I, there's a big box full of all the action figures i had when i was a kid at my parents house somewhere <clears throat> and uh i i remember Picking one up one time, and I realized, oh, this is the Robo, one of the Robocop toys, because it had the uh, the the cap gun thing mm-hmm. where you could feed wow. the paper caps into I the loved back that. and snap yeah. it. Yeah, I love. And it. I looked at the character, and I was like, okay, this is from the cartoon, but this is very clearly one of the rapists who gets shot in the dick. <laughs> so, is, is it a detachable penis? Like, unfortunately, not. That would have been a much more interesting toy. They could, they right. probably would make that toy now. But oh, it clearly. was just that was one of the things where it's like they're taking a very um, uh, a, a aggressive adult thing and turning it into a, a child's toy. 
And like well, I remember, there was aliens. There's aliens toys back in the day too, right? Oh yeah, T2? aliens, predators, T2? Terminator. Yeah. Was, they were all there. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. <laughs> Fucking kids are pussies now. No, I'm just kidding. They had the uh, Rambo cartoon as well for a while. I actually did see that a little bit. It was kind of GI Joe eyes, like which makes sense, right? Like, right. Yeah, what you can do. <laughs> the fact that they even made it into a cartoon let alone making toys out of it the fact that they were like we're gonna pitch you an idea for a children's cartoon they're like all right hit me what do you got and they're like robocop they're like yeah my guess is uh, what else what else you got well uh a <laughs> vietnam vet comes home and shoots up a town <laughs> there go through the robot thing that sounds good yeah are uh, some guys i guess both yeah let's do both um, let's run them both so <laughs> okay as as kids did you pick up on any of like the satirical elements of it because as a kid i think i understood the commercials are kind of making fun of tv and commercials uh, at that mm. level right but i i kind of think most of it went over my head i think it was i could tell it was like a dark film but i think i didn't exactly get like what they're going for but were you guys more perceptive than me no uh, i it all flew no, over ahead. my head yeah i i uh i didn't catch any of that stuff the I, f- I found the cartoons to uh, sorry the co- the uh, commercials to be funny uh but at the same time like the one at the beginning where they show the artificial heart made by yamaha right. or something i'm watching that going wow can they actually do that <laughs> and you know i'm missing the fact that it's made by a car company and you know the, the six i actually i actually very clearly remember watching it with my dad and he was chuckling at the car commercial, and I was like, "What? What's funny about that?" And he's like, "It's six thousand s. It's six thousand sucks." I was like, "Oh, yes, <laughs> very humorous, father." <laughs> that's basically me into like this last viewing. I was like, "Oh, that's that's pretty clever." Yeah, I get that. I um, I, I think that was like I, I don't think I read something that, that explained it was a satire, but I think eventually watching it, it was like sixteen or seventeen, it started to like slow down on me, like. Oh, it's, this is intentionally kind of uh, deconstructing and making fun of some of this stuff, and yeah, and but it, you know, because basically, I mean, as a kid, I'm blinded by how unrelentingly badass everything is. It's like the loudest guns I ever heard until I saw Heat. It was like everything about it was just it was pure little boy like like catnip. It was it was great, and still is. I mean, I still I can still enjoy it on that level alone. But um. I don't know, Pete. How you've seen this film maybe fifty times? You think? Yeah, I don't know. A lot, a lot, a lot. Clay, what, what do you think your your number is? Oh, it's yeah, um, probably somewhere in there as well. It was uh, <clears throat> it was in constant rotation on VHS, and then um, oddly enough, I actually didn't own the DVD until fairly recently. But so, have last- you seen the X rated version? Yeah, the what the version I have has both of them on it. Um I had seen that previously. You know, you know what I actually I was I remember I was I was going through the Criterion catalog. Uh this is like way back and I I saw that they actually put out a Criterion collection edition of RoboCop. And so I kind of was always hoping that I'd be able to find it, but it's a bit long out of print. I was gonna <clears> and say the, I uh, think Pete, do I have your old version? Is that the one I have? I swear you maybe. Gave me is one. it like the silver like yeah, metal? It's, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Wow, you still have that? I just watched it right now, man. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I that didn't come out, or at least I wasn't aware of that until I was like 16, 16 or seventeen, and uh, it was my high school girl. I was at my high school girlfriend's sister's house, and her sister's boyfriend 
had like a huge DVD collection. I was going through it and he was talking about the X-rated version of RoboCop. And I was just like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, there's an X-rated version. And I really appreciate how they marketed it as X-rated and not like unrated because mm-hmm. it made it sound like so much more badass. And so I like, <laughs> he like shows it to me. It's like the silver, like limited edition, like silver metal, like steel book or whatever. I was right. like, and it says like right on there, like X-rated. And I was just like, what the fuck? I th- I'm pretty <laughs> sure I had a boner at that moment. I was like, I have to watch this immediately. I I never found that one, but I made up for it by finding the Criterion Collection edition of The Rock, which is so hilarious <laughs> to me. What the fuck? <laughs> the yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. It's got amazing special features on it. Oh, uh, well. I'm, I'm sure it does. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, a little actually uh, kind of shocked about that. Um, with Within like the, the movie itself, okay, I've seen the X-rated version. I've seen the regular version. I've seen it on TV, which is... I, like clay i feel bad like that was the first <laughs> intro to it like this it's kind of neutered but um I, I i can enjoy it no matter what like back to the commercial parts of it like um i as a kid i thought that was it was it reminded me of the simpsons it's the only time i ever seen anything like that where you had like mm. in like movie like commercials did you guys uh, like rewatching now i still love the commercial i think it actually breaks up the movie in a really fun way do you guys like the commercials is it kind of like is it kind of like eh I'm I'm definitely indifferent about it. Like it, it, they didn't blow my mind by any means. Whenever the commercials came on when I was a kid, I was just like, "All right, just sit through this. It'll be over in a second. <laughs> and, be like, and back to the kid stuff. Yeah, I I always I always liked them because uh, the the tough thing about this movie is I feel like it really easily runs the risk of of being this is going to sound ridiculous but like too subtle in what it's doing yeah i know what you Be- mean but yeah it's pretty funny because like i've had conversations with people where i'm talking you know we're talking about robocop and bring up the fact that it's like this satire about the time it's a science fiction blah blah, blah. and they're like is it a satire or is it just an over-the-top action movie and it's like well it is that but there is this other level to it that is it's it's a it's a little bit overshadowed because of the kind of movie it was in the time that it came out in. Because I think if RoboCop comes out exactly the same today, it plays much clearer as a satire than it did in 1987. Yeah, I think they, it, it would be marketed more as an artsy kind of uh, you know smart person's action movie or whatever. I think the name doesn't do any any uh, favors either. A movie called RoboCop. There's already oh, totally. There's already a swath of people who are like I'm never going to see that piece of shit. Like that's just well, kinda- it's the the name is kind of part of the joke you know right. it's 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 part of the the entire piece in in what it's trying to do as far as uh uh being weirdly sub being weirdly subversive about the about the the present through this you know bleak look at the future with this tongue-in-cheek kind of thing going on and i think that's why the commercials i like them because it breaks it up and it kind of it it lets you kind of feel okay about chuckling at it because it knows the kind of movie that it is. Um, and I think if you're not attuned to that, it it comes off, it can come off as a fairly offensive, you know, blood and guts explosion fest. And that's a, what I want to touch on too. Like we talked about like Pete, you, like, you know, the execution of, of, of um, Murphy at the beginning is, is too much. Especially as a kid, it's like too much. At the same time as a kid, I would laugh at other violent people things things like when uh the dude's covered in toxic waste and he, you know he gets hit by a car and just explodes i yeah. laughed our asses off and it, it, i i kind of don't understand exactly as a kid like well that was a like, little like because that was 
far fetched and you know like in almost like in a fantasy world of violence, right? Like the toxic, like his skin melting off and like the car hits him and his body just explodes, versus like the guy just being like slowly tortured to death is like very real and I'm sure has happened you right. know, millions of times in this world. And I think you're totally right. It's funny, like that's that's done in a fairly realistic way. And then like when Ed Two Hundred Nine uh, shoots the one guy. 513 times right I, mm-hmm. I as a kid i was like this is the funniest shit. and then i saw the x-ray version I'm like this is even funnier yeah than it the- goes on for longer yeah <laughs> it's well, it, it, that i was ahead, just gonna say that's that's one of those situations where the the, the rating actually hurt it, it actually made it worse yeah because they take out the excessive stuff so it it they, it ends up playing more quote-unquote realistic and you kind of lose a little bit of the the I hesitate to say joke because it's not a joke, but it's it's kind of a joke. I mean, after he gets shot up and then Bob Morton says somebody call a paramedic, it's <laughs> it's 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 tough not to chuckle at that. Yeah, and he, exactly. You lose kind of it's so exaggerated. There's nothing else, but it's intended to be insane and, and over the top. Um, so the subversion of the of the film, it's I think mostly because of Paul Verhoeven, the director. And this movie is, is kind of always. It's, I, I don't know exactly what to think of Paul Verhoeven because this movie to me is basically a masterpiece and all the other films he's done, I've seen some of his earlier stuff, not all of it, but his latter day stuff, it's a real mixed bag. Like, mm-hmm. if, for instance, like Showgirls, I do not think it was intentional. Like some people go, no, 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 he, he, he made it intentionally bad and campy. I'm like, I kind of don't buy that. I don't know. And it's funny because I can see their argument like, well, this is Starship Troopers. He clearly knows what he's doing. I'm like, yeah. But showgirls, I don't know. I feel like it's just bad. <laughs> I I don't know. It's t- I've actually never seen showgirls just because it's I never felt like it was worth watching because of its reputation. But oh, you're, uh, you're missing out on a masterpiece. I, apparently, yeah. <laughs> I, I hear it's I hear it's tough to tell if it's a satire or not. It's tough. Um, <clears throat> but like I I think with him, the uh, he has such a connection uh, personally to fascism and high on violence that he's just more comfortable and familiar with that stuff have you seen um black book uh no i've not seen black book no it's from i think maybe about 10 or 15 years ago at this point it's about uh the danish resistance uh it during world war ii and it's it's a really interesting movie because he's playing it a lot more straight but there's still these Verhoeven things that end up popping, popping through. And so you've got this like really kind of, you know, straightforward about showing this violence that's happening and whatnot. But at the same time, then there's a scene where literally a truck of, uh, I almost said zombies, a truck of Nazis like bursts through the wall of a barn and they all jump out, just shooting machine guns at everybody. And it's and it's one of those things where it's like he can't escape that little that little tweak of over the topness, even in a in a fairly serious uh, World War Two drama. I recommend it. It's worth a watch. All right, I'll I'll, I'll put it on the list. That's not, that's behind uh, the last scene in Die Hard Four where Pete told me exactly. he shoots through his own flesh wound, which my God, that sounds amazing. <laughs> so this is this is on the list too. Um, <laughs> thanks again for that, Pete. Okay, so besides Paul Verhoeven, I think the cast is it's they 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 all are firing in all cylinders. And so let's stop at the, start at the top. I this is my first uh, Paul uh, Weller, correct? Right, Peter. No, Peter, Peter Weller. Sorry, yeah, so, it's a great Paul name. Weller. Paul Weller is a musician, I believe. Oh, okay, okay, he's like a British guy. Okay, doesn't matter. Point is, I screwed up. I'm sorry, <laughs> Peter Weller. 
whoever you might be. Um, this is my first movie I ever saw with this guy. And again, kind of like Paul Verhoeven, I was expecting like, oh, this is going to be my new favorite guy in movies. He's made a lot of weird movies and some I've liked. And I like Buckaroo Banzai. And then Naked Lunch was like, I don't know what the fuck's happening here. I was like 15. <laughs> There's like alien semen There's, as a drug. I can think of two things wrong with that title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Simpsons. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, but in this film, in this role, I, I can't imagine anyone else who could pull this off. Maybe Michael Keaton, because his lips are very sensual as well. <laughs> but beyond that, I think Peter Weller just knocks it out. Like, Peter, uh, Leon, did you... Uh, did you enjoy Mr. Peter Weller's performance as uh, Murphy? First time you've ever called me by my uh, birth name. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm kind of stunned at the question. I, anyways, we're, um, we're growing. Honestly, when I was a kid, like I didn't give two fucks. Like RoboCop three <laughs> was a different actor, and then they had like the RoboCop TV show, and I was like, right. yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. Like he's RoboCop. I'm, I'm not. Someone I don't give a, a shit a bit. We're right. <laughs> Yeah, I would give a shit about Peter Weller's performance. He's a fucking robot. He's a half man, half machine robot. And you feel the same now? No, this is when I was a kid. I don't know now. I'm I'm indifferent to it now. I don't watch RoboCop and be like, "Wow, he just did such a great job in that character." Like oh, that's man. not that's not what I'm thinking when I'm watching the movie. I I just want to know who was uh, <clears throat> who was in the suit when he tag teamed with Sting. Oh, I know. That's one when of the he best. What? He uh, he showed up on WCW wrestling and, and was in a uh, tag team with Sting. That's funny. <clears throat> the I'm best not really is sure the, why, but well, the, whole, the uh, watching the wrestling clip, he's he's like RoboCop walking to a cage where Sting is kept in the cage in front of like, the crowd, and mm-hmm. the whole time I'm like waiting. For, he's the suit's shaking like it's gonna fall off this actor any second in front of like three thousand people or whatever, and I'm always sort of like mortified waiting for it to fall apart and everyone to laugh at him, but it doesn't happen. It's it. RoboCop's got a, had a lot of weird appearances outside of the movies. There's been a bunch of like foreign commercials. He met Richard Nixon at, that, at some charity. That thing. Nixon photo. That Nixon photo was hilarious because it's like the jankiest dollar store <laughs> RoboCop suit ever, and it's like this public event where it's Richard Nixon meets RoboCop. Yeah, it's it's really weird that his life outside because like you know don't be wrong, Terminator the the brand's been diluted at this point, but they have not like RoboCop was like instantly. Like, it was like crusty in the simpsons like just fucking sign the check whatever you got robocop pez just do it do it do it yeah yeah yeah, i i uh um i've come to appreciate how much work peter weller put into the movie uh in in the years since i first started watching because obviously yeah when when you first it's it's one of those things where it's like i i didn't even totally get the concept of what was going on for a long time as a kid because like it's not it's not a guy well the actor is a guy in a suit but the character is not a guy in a robot suit it's literally a robot with human skin right. pulled across its face and um and so when you see the stuff about all the work that he put into it as far as you know working with like a movement coach and stuff and all that kind of stuff it it's it's a lot of small detail stuff that i think comes through in a way that only works if you take it 100% seriously which is which is more or less what he did yeah, I've heard on set he was like, "You can call me Murphy or Robo, but I'm not gonna like answer Peter." <laughs> okay, and that's, like that's fucking stupid. But. Yeah, exactly. Actually, I heard Paul Verhoeven was like, "Dude, I can barely speak English. I'm gonna call you by your name. Like, give me, throw me a bone. Like, come on." Ah, uh, that's good stuff. Um, so the biggest, I, the, the whole cast is great, I think. But uh, the next big guy is got to be uh, Clarence Bodiger, the 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 bald mean dad from uh, '70s show. Uh, his real name is escaping me at this moment. 
Kurtwood Smith. No, I'm sure I'll, I'll know it if I hear it. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, so, he, like, I my joke, you know, is basically I think he's the most menacing man in grandma glasses in cinema history. Mm-hmm. But it's not. He's not just like like a mean, scary son of a bitch. He's kind of funny, and it's we. I, I don't know. He's. I don't know what his energy is. I, I don't know if I ever seen anything quite like that on in movies. Peter, as a kid, did you like think? Did you think he was like? scary kind of cool like, no just a piece oh of yeah shit. no he, he was definitely intimidating for sure yeah and whenever he got like super angry it was uh yeah he, he he definitely played i appreciated the actor playing like him more than i guess i did actually robocop maybe i don't know no no i could see that totally like because he brought some serious like energy and it was freaky and like again, he's not you know he saw like on the street. I wouldn't think of him as a tough, scary guy per se, but he I don't know, he did something. Yeah, it's just a way that he would say like everything he says. <laughs> it's freaky. <laughs> Tigers are playing tonight. Never miss a game. As he's like, as he like dips his fingers in like the wine glass, and then doesn't right. he like sniff it? He sniffs yeah, it. He doesn't taste cool. it. I'm like, why is he doing that? The- luckily, luckily, they didn't have much uh, a set breakdown to do after this because he eats all of the scenery. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, but that's the thing. I think it's really hard. You, you have to be a good actor to kind of eat scenery and, and get away with it. Or you look like a fucking ass, I think. And he, he I, don't know, I think he pulls off. Clay, what, did, you, did you enjoy him, his performance? Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. I, I mean, that whole group is is just like... Uh, <laughs> The 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 best bunch of weirdos they've ever put together in a movie who are all like legit good actors. Like you've got Ray Wise in there, right? Uh, Pre Twin Peaks, Ray Wise um, doing a lot with the little time he has. But uh, I, when I was a kid, you know, I don't know if Bodica really registered with me that much. Like he was the bad guy, but I never really paid that much attention to him. I think because I was more focused on the RoboCop of it all. But um, He's definitely one of those guys where the more I watched it and as I got older, I was like, man, he is just pulling out all the stops and putting putting on this fantastically weird, over-the-top, amazingly menacing performance. I think his ultimate evil moment is the gum. Sure, yes. Just give me my fucking phone call. Yeah, and, and <laughs> he I heard that, that the gum out. He, he improvises that that was, a, that was a thing. He's like, Paul, let me do this thing. And he's like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Like, you're making RoboCops. Go for it. Oh wait, no! Like, he didn't I, spit the gum out. He spit blood out, right? Blood out, yeah, the gum, yeah. The, gum, the gum. He's talking to a secretary who actually is his real his real uh, fiance in real life. He, he got. Oh her really? It's funny. Yeah, so he, I guess he felt like I could totally be you know a dickhead in front of her. She knows what's up. <laughs> you know, like the 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 only other person who would do that uh, sniffing the wine thing and the tigers are playing tonight and deliver it anywhere close to that would be like mid 90s al pacino or something like it's, yeah. it's like that's that stuff wasn't i guarantee you was not written into the script you know don't waste my motherfucking time she got a great ass, great ass. and you got oh. your head all the way up it so good oh and it's funny because you know clarence definitely does coke and i guess like uh, in heat right isn't pacino's character supposed to be a cokehead they don't really show it yeah it's like the backstory that michael oh gave sure him. sure yeah, yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so Clarence is like definitely my my favorite of the crew. I have a soft spot for the the guy from ER who uh, he plays. Oh yeah, he's like yeah. the little little runt of the crew who um becomes toxic waste man. He gets fucked up in this movie. <laughs> 
yeah he does and he's really mean to the gas station attendant he's like he's like oh you think you're pretty smart can you ask smart a bullet which is something like <laughs> i've always said that's so real like if any of the dickheads in my, my middle school had angry, a gun angry young man yeah i never true. understood that though because like doesn't he tap on the bulletproof glass with there's his like gun opening, like, yeah mm-hmm. i guess you're right yeah. like, is there is there like an opening or something yeah. yeah there's like a little where you would hand him the money or something he, he shoves a good the shot thing <laughs> yeah. he's gotta be a great shot he sure is, he sure is a good shot that's that's one of those things that's one of those things where years later like because you know i i i'm an i'm an artist so i i i like know more about guns and shit than most normal people do because i have to draw them and stuff and i right. so i watched that later and i go there's no way he's hitting anything with that gun that's a like an automatic pistol he's not going to shoot this guy in the eye he'll be lucky if he hits him with one bullet i also want to give the guy points especially for... from that distance that's like he's like he's like 10 to 15 yards away there's no way he's hitting him with that in thing. that scene when robocop arrives basically robocop repeats one line he says like you know you're moved dirtbag and this yes. guy sees his mouth he's like Oh man, you're the resurrected guy we killed like yeah. the last mo- man, well, four months or whatever. That's I, I, good. Even even in uh, even in old Detroit, in the future of uh, RoboCop, I guess it's not every day you run into cops with catchphrases. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Your move, creep. Dead or a lot. Yeah, it's so good. Um, speaking of, of lines, the tagline of the movie—it's one of those things I take for granted. But I'm like, it's pretty fucking great. Part man, part machine, all cop. It's. It, it it's funny you can actually take it as like part of the satire because it's kind of ludicrous but it's also like no nah, that, that what, what else are you gonna what else could you say about robocop it's like that's up there my and my like you know in space that you don't no one can hear you scream there's this and i'm uh you know the one for house party three was pretty good too i think <laughs> but um you guys did you guys um did you see like the tagline before you watched it or no you probably just like it was on no i yeah, I don't think that tagline. I think that was something I I noticed years and years later because the only thing I remember around that is the actual poster. Right, I mean, it's such an iconic poster shot, um, and it's such a uh, like I can imagine what the the meeting must have been, the marketing meeting where they're like, "How the hell do we sell this?" And someone's like, "I think we just got to show like a full body shot of RoboCop because." If you don't, people are going to, th- they're still probably going to think this movie is ridiculous, but at least if we show them and show how cool he looks. Right. Show the maybe, quality of the, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, Nancy Allen. So I, this is the first movie I saw her in and she's always going to be the, the lady from RoboCop. Like I've seen all the Brian DePaul movies later on and Carrie mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I guess this is actually kind of like mid career for her. Like I, I, I thought her character was really interesting really awesome. And as a kid, I, I, can remember distinctly going oh they're gonna become like you know like like romantic and stuff like that and then i realized oh he doesn't have a dick i'm like oh how's that gonna <laughs> work and then the movie luckily never touched on that i was like okay okay cool cool so you guys uh, had the same take as me as children i thought that she was going to be like mrs robocop and robocop 2 <laughs> you know like not mrs as in like they're married but like she was also going to be a robocop same, same. because the end of robocop she gets like you know, like sure, she's yeah. knocking on death's door and he's like, they'll fix you. They'll fix everything. Bride of Robocop. <laughs> it's like, oh, she's going to be a Robocop. Bride of Robocop that, would, be, would be fun. That would have oh. been a better movie than Robocop 2. They should have saved that for Robocop 3 after she wanted to get killed <laughs> off or something. Right. But. Well, it's funny. Robocop 2 reminds me of Predator 2, where obviously the first one in both series is better. But since the subsequent movies have been even worse, Robocop 2 <laughs> and Predator 2, I'm like, oh, they're, they're pretty good, actually. For what they are. I, I always liked Predator 2. That movie's badass. 
Yeah, I, I feel like Predator Two got a bad rap like five years later or something. Like initially, people oh, were like, really? "Yeah, that's pretty cool." I I just feel like initially when it came out, no one people were kind of like, "Well, I wish Arnold was still in it," but this is still pretty awesome. I I don't think I haven't seen Predator Two in years. Is is it? I know I know it's Danny Glover and it's in L.A. Yeah. <clears throat> do they do they play it more as a as kind of a joke? Because I I know that's the no. thing that always bugged me about RoboCop Two is that they lean too far they 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 kind of lose two key elements of robocop that make that make it robocop which is the satire is is like razor thin and uh or razor sharp rather and also they l- kind of ignore the end of the movie when they ask so what's your name he's like ah oh, my name's murphy and then the second one he's like hi guys i'm robocop <laughs> and it's you know it's it kind of it kind of eliminates the 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 character the point of the character journey but uh, uh, um yeah i always i f- always thought robocop 2 had like a couple good i love the scene where the other uh other robocop 2s um freak out and then they got the one that shoots itself in the that's head one of the funniest things i've ever seen yeah and the uh, the scene when he starts overloading because of all the uh, regulations and stuff they put inside his head, that stuff's great too. I like that a lot. I always like the evil kid. The evil. No. Kid. Oh, oh, him. Yes, yes. Oh, who do you think I was talking about? Well, I was gonna bring it up when we we're talking about disturbing moments because what I found even more disturbing than the uh, murder in RoboCop One, the torture murder scene in RoboCop One, was the little t-ball kids just beating the shit out of like the, the elderly old man clerk like i was like what the fuck like this is like twisted and horrible like i never even when i watch it as an adult i'm like this just is like creepy guarantee that's frank miller's script that's part of his one of his crazy ideas yeah, I, you know it's it's funny like you it. bring you funny you bring him up because i was uh i every time i watch robocop the scene with the politician mm-hmm uh, holding people hostage that feels like a frank miller scene i think probably because him punching through the wall and put is like basically right out of dark knight returns right but that scene always felt very frank millery to me even like the the stuff the weird shit he's asking for and the weird like little like office quibbles because like frank miller's done stuff like people are just saying random crazy stuff and then the superhero comes and kicks their ass or whatever but um, it, to my knowledge, Dark Knight's like eighty six, and this is this is you know probably shot in eighty six and came out in eighty seven. So I mm-hmm. think it's just a coincidence. But uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh my god. I I will say rewatching it too this this night. I actually forgot when the movie starts. There's it says the title and there's no credits. There's no directed by. There's no starring. It just goes right into it. And yeah, it it, it didn't feel too fast, but it was fast. Like you basically he gets killed and then he's RoboCop. And which was smart. They show him have a night of like justice. He stops the rapist. He goes, he punches the, through the wall and saves the mayor. Although speaking of which, that scene, Robocop punches a guy through a window and kills him. Oh yeah. He, you know, could have done that. You know, he probably could have brought him in alive. Like, oh, he could have done a lot of things differently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess they're going for a dramatic kind of a, uh, well, I think, I think that's kind of part of the satire element, isn't right. it? Because the 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 uh, the corporate answer to law enforcement is this over the top, super powered action guy that they're presenting in this way that you're supposed to be cheering for the fact that he punched just punched a guy out a window. 
and what I've read too is that actually um, they're afraid that cops, like real cops in real life, would like be a, they wouldn't like the film because it shows them in kind of a bad light in a lot of different scenes. But uh, cops applauded it, and they applauded it especially like when uh, Robocop is like sending Clarence Bonker through windows, and, and mm, yeah. they're like, they're like, hell yeah, and they they got the you know the LAPD's like stomp or approval or whatever for it. It's like when well, uh, when of Reagan the LAPD ref- approved that. Yeah, it's like when Reagan called uh, Rambo a Republican, and everyone's like, "Yeah, wait a minute, we all missed the point of Rambo." I think. Right. <laughs> um, speaking of, so the I, the film, like you know, I, I said before, is, I think it, it kind of is a masterpiece, and I I don't use it lightly. There's there's great cinematography, there's great acting, there's great scenes, and there's a scene when the, the cops turn on RoboCop and they're shooting him, and he's like in a parking lot, and he's uh, the lights are on him, and he's on his knees, and I was like, "God, this thing looks." Yeah, the hand, it was, it, the silhouette is like so powerful, and, yep. and the music's swelling. I'm like, I, it's a real magic trick to make me really worried about this this robot cop guy because like he's like, covering his mouthpiece. I'm like, oh yeah, you gotta cover it, man. They're gonna shoot off your fucking lips. It's all you got. Like I, I'm so invested in in RoboCop and his weird reality, and like um, I don't know if anyone else could have got that script. I think the script was probably a good script but i think you would most people would have messed it up i don't know how paul verhoeven pulled it off and robocop 2 is kind of like you know the the proof like you know it's a really delicate balance did you guys like rewatching it or just thinking about the movie right now like what, what are some of your standout scenes like pete what, what do you always when you think of robocop what, what comes to mind i can feel them but I can't remember them. <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, no, definitely not that. That was a fast forward scene for sure. When I was a kid, I was oh, just like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but as an adult, I appreciate what they're doing. Right. Um, so what's the question? <laughs> so what scenes did you actually enjoy? And what scenes you, what scenes you go back to? Well, you're like, that's, that's really well-made. What, 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 what kind of like, uh, well, I, I mean, as far as well-made goes, like the only moments in that movie that I'd call like cinematic that like, I almost got goosebumps. Cause like how well it was is what you just described when he's like, the police are just unloading on him and he's like, has his hand up and like the lights cutting through that. That's epic and cinem- cinematic for sure. As far as just like, scenes that i loved when i was a kid like basically every action scene (laughs) the scene like the cocaine bust where he like knocks down the door and then there's just like dust like cocaine dust flying everywhere and it's just like non-stop madness like bullets and glass and everything i was like oh my god this is so awesome they even do like the cartoon thing where he punches the door and the door like bends in right it's like this gigantic (laughs) metal and wood door that bends like a friggin' cartoon when he punches it I love the whole discussion they have before he's trying to buy the guns or whatever, or the coke off the guy, and he's like, guns, guns, guns. Yeah. And like, you see, like, Clarence is like a kind of a weird businessman in his own way. And like, the other guy, I don't know, it's, I, I get really into it. Clay, so w- w- what scenes uh, really kind of uh, do it for you when you, when you want to think about Robocop as, as a good film? As- um, well, you know, it's funny. You, you mentioned the, uh, I, I can I can feel them, but I can't remember them. That scene always stood out to me as a kid specifically because I could not for the life of me figure out what was going on with his face because he <laughs> takes the helmet off. And like, that's when I, you know, I was saying I, I, in my, the way I was registering what Robocop was, <clears throat> was a guy who is now in a robot suit. Mm. And I'm, and I'm watching his, this weird looking face thing where he's got like, you know, pie crust basically skin pie crust going around the top of his head right. of where the attachment points are. I, I remember just watching it many, many times going like, wait a minute. So if he's a person, 
why does it look like his face is like pulled over? Why is it up the? And then finally it dawned on me, and they're like, oh, wait, it's just a human face pulled over a robot skull. That makes a lot more sense. Right. So that's that's when I was a kid. I, that's when I realized there was no <laughs> chance of a romantic thing with him and his partner. I was like, right. oh, he's just like a, a scoop and, of ice cream on a robot. Like, oh, God, that's, and that's honestly, horrifying. That sort of figuring that out really kind of broke the movie open for me as mm. far as what's so great and smart about it is because like this idea that you you start with this robot who ends up at that point it's it's why it ends where it does when they ask him what his name is and he turns around and he says my name's murphy it's it, it's it's the reason that i didn't like the new one because the 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 remake was about a guy learning to be a robot and the original, the entire point of the story is about a robot having memories or having a dream of once being a person. Pete, and it's a it's a completely different spin on it. Did you see the remake, Pete? Because I, I couldn't I couldn't try it. I couldn't even get, get to it. I did watch it, and I remember leaving the theater thinking that it was an excellent sci-fi movie, but a terrible Robocop remake. Yeah. It was basically you know, they took like nothing from the original movie, like almost nothing, like aside from character names, but it was still like I remember in the theater, I was like, this is kind of badass, but like it is not a Robocop movie. Like it's just yeah. a badass sci-fi movie. It's it's weird because like as after I saw it, the the remake, the first thing I thought was, man, if they had used a different character name, right. if his name wasn't Alex Murphy, I think I would be a lot more kind to it because Alex Murphy has such a very specific character arc. And to use that name and do what they do in the remake and just completely missed kind of the point of what they were doing that being said it has some really cool moments in it like there's this awesome scene where after he wakes up as you know the robot for the first time he's he's freaking out and to show him what he is gary oldman you know hits the buttons on the thing and actually pulls all the robot pieces off of him to show what's left and it's basically just his face his exposed brain and his lungs and he's looking into a mirror seeing that's all that's left of him as a human and that scene's fucking gnarly. It's awesome, but it's yeah. I, I totally agree. I think it's a much better science sci-fi film than it is a RoboCop movie. I, that last line you guys brought up a couple times—that's one of my favorite endings of any movie, and it always oh, yeah. kind of works when he says mm. Murphy and the music hits. It's like I'm like, that's fucking right, man. You can't take it away from you, right? I, and that the score is like possibly like the the greatest score of all time. No, obviously oh, not sure. really. But it's incredible. Like, remember when we were in a band and we had that as like our walkout music to, like, nice. before we would like play? It's <laughs> one of the best things we ever did. I was yeah. going to ask you, um, for your bodybuilding, didn't you go like uh, like uh, uh, I sure did. It? I posed yeah. to the RoboCop music. Oh wow! And, so and the only triumphant. the only person that cared was like the guy that was like. You know, you're supposed to supply like the music that you're like doing your posing to the day before. Right. And the guy was just like, are you posing a RoboCop? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, that's badass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good, dude. I My hat goes off to you because like I, I when you hear it, you feel like you're 10 feet tall. You feel exactly. So, it's incredible. Like, yeah. And you're right. The music does so much of the of the lifting of the movie. And speaking of, not just the music, but also I was thinking about some of the sounds design in the movie, like. Some of the stuff it doesn't even make sense, but I love it. Like when he goes into a convenience store and he knocks, a, he opens the doors. It sounds like a spaceship. Yeah, yeah like I yeah. Don't, it's supposed to be Circle K or something. But uh, I love that. And of course, the gun, the sound of that gun, like is very distinct. 
Uh, what's it yeah. called? Something nine? Uh, Clay, you know this, right? What's well, a fake gun? Isn't oh, it? Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's a auto it's nine a, or something. It's a Beretta. The base of it's a Beretta, I think. I don't right. know what the actual name of it is, but I actually have it. I have uh, uh, an airsoft version of it. It's it's a it's not it's not a officially licensed thing, but I found it on eBay for like twenty bucks. It's awesome. It's a <laughs> Beretta machine pistol, and one of the things that came with the the airsoft gun is this attachment that when you put it on the front just happens to be the front of the robocop gun so it's it was like 20 bucks and it's a fantastic uh i, I bought it quote unquote for reference purposes you, you spent your money wisely um yeah i just think some of the some of the sound stuff the music of course but um even his voice like that little little just like a little bit of robot stuff they put in his voice is awesome and i noticed like i watched a couple clips from part three which i can't rewatch the whole movie i just think part three is really bad but it's they real bad. really overdo the robot voice on the whatever actor and it's like distracting like it's almost like i can't even make out what he's saying. so much reverb or something on it it's you're, you're right they got just enough and also it's funny i was rewatching uh robocop peter weller uh his voice is kind of robotic naturally oh, a little yeah. bit it's kind yeah. of flat like when he's in the car. He, he's like, sorry, he's talking about his kid. He's like, you know, a boy's role models are. And it's like, dude, are you like in talking heads? <laughs> like, what's your deal? Did you ever see the um the cartoon they did of Dark Knight Returns where he yeah. did the voice of Batman? Yeah, I when yeah when they announced it, I was like, oh, cool, Peter Weller playing Batman, fantastic. When I watched it, all of his line delivery is so flat. Yeah, it's, it's so boring. Exactly. He's like beating up the mutant gang leader and he should be saying some really cool dark stuff like with some passion or anger. And it's, it's like he's on Novocaine. It's it's he's like, I, I'm the knight. <laughs> it's like, OK. Yeah, it's it's a shame, but it's perfect for this movie. Uh, we've, before we get out of here, I, I got to talk about we talked about, you know, his Robocop's face uh, when you reveal with the mask taken off. I think the design it's almost it's it's similar to Alien, where the design is is part of why the movie works so well. I think Robocop just looks great, and I I've heard that there are fights on set and trying to get the design just right. Do you guys? I mean, I'm assuming you guys like the design, or is it kind of like, eh, it's 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 just a robot suit? Like, I I I think I I've I've drawn it. I think it looks great. Like Pete, what do you think, man? Oh yeah, no, that that design was incredible. I would draw that all the time when I was a kid. I like watch the movie, and like while I'm watching the movie, I'd just be drawing like RoboCop. Yeah, I loved it. I still love it. It's incredible. Yeah, it's perfect. It's uh, it, it's one of those things where the the weird bulkiness of it works for what it is, which is this piece of like overly designed ridiculous hardware provided to be this um sleek new thing uh for for the for the cops to use it's 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 the same reason why ed 209 which is is an insane thing like it's even designed not even design was just like the concept of it that dick jones thought this was a good idea you know and was gonna somehow make people feel better about the life (laughs) they were leaving leading um it's just such a excess an, uh, an idea excess that they put into into production the, the design work is fantastic in the movie and it's if if the robocop suit doesn't work i don't think the movie works because it is so big and so like comic booky that if you don't nail the look and don't nail it really take it seriously then i think everything else falls apart and watching like uh those clips of uh when they had a robocop impersonator helping out the wrestler sting 
one of the things that actually makes it look dorky and, and doesn't sell it is that the sound effects of RoboCop when he walks mm. really help you kind of believe he's so heavy, he's so big. And and I also rewatching the film, I was like, you know what's really cool is like when he becomes RoboCop, they don't show him right away full on. They show a reflection, they show him behind right. like, mm-hmm. and the feet. Yeah, it's like you subtly get like you know, <clears throat> brought into RoboCop. Um uh, Dick Jones. I gotta talk about Dick Jones real quick. I did not know Ronnie Cox, the actor. He's basically played a professional dickhead in most films besides Beverly Hills Cop, which he's a very nice man. <laughs> um, he's a country singer. Did you guys know this? No. no. He he claim. I mean, he's, he he does sing country songs, and he's like, but he says like, you know, actually, I I, I say no to ninety percent of what's offered me. I just want to I just want to play songs and go on tour and whatnot. <laughs> But um, which is it just crazy because it, to me he's like the ultimate '80s like suit guy. He's so oh, yeah. stiff and like his standoff with uh, uh, Bob uh, in the bathroom. Oh, As a yeah. kid, I was like, I could watch a whole fucking show about this somehow. Like it's so weird and like he touches his hair. It's like what the fuck is happening? That would here? be that would be the ultimate um, 2021 uh, television franchise reboot if they did a, a robocop show and it was just about the day-to-day workings of ocp and the power struggle over there oh you know what's that I, I, I can see that it's like the developing it's like batman begins but for like three seasons and robocop finally appears at the end of it yeah i mean if it was yeah if it was like gotham but it was ocp i'd watch that 100 percent. it's a good okay. call good no we got some get some money here um all right i'm gonna round this out with basically um Favorite quotes from the movie? What do you got? Like, what, what are the quotes that you remember as a kid you would repeat all the time? And what do you think about now? I have a few. Well, obviously, the dead or alive, you're coming with me. Your move. Cre- I say your move creep like way too many times. And it, the movie's so dated now and old that I'm sure that like 80% of the people I say it to are just like, what are you talking about? Like, hmm. Why are you saying it weird like that? Your move <laughs> creep. Like, what? <laughs> but yeah. I also love the I had to kill Bob Morton because he made a mistake. Now it's time to erase that mistake. <laughs> I it's obviously not the best one to use in uh, polite company, but I don't know. Bitches leave is just always going to be stuck in the back of my head somewhere. You know, for uh, Thanksgiving, it, that, that that always kind of uh, clears the room. Yeah, I mean, if you want, if you know, people are staying too long at a party or something, you got to get them out. It's the best way to do it. It's I think I, I think that's part of the the brilliance of uh, Kurtwood Smith's performances. I think he probably comes away with the most memorable lines. Yeah, now you're bringing it up. He is like uh, my, my, one of my favorite lines is what at the beginning when they throw uh, Bobby, the guy who burnt the money out of the car. He's like, "Bobby, can you fly?" Yeah, like, that, yeah. Sh- Bobby. Yeah, I would say that shit on the schoolyard, and some kids would get it, and some would walk away from me, which is fine. <laughs> but I, I would always drop that, and like his voice, his weird delivery, uh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Um, all right, guys. So, do you think RoboCop is is this a good movie or just a good action movie? Well, before we do that, I wanted to ask you guys a question because I, I every time I watch this movie, I I wonder this: Is Alex Murphy a good cop? And second <laughs> question: Is Lewis a good cop? Okay, I got I got a theory on Lewis. I'm not a theory. My my opinion on Lewis is like I thought she was a great cop until she looks down at the guy's dick for for no good reason just to see his penis, and then she gets knocked out, and that's why Alex gets killed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like which not great <laughs> no i'm like you're a cop what are you doing what are you, get dick on your own time she's she's 
fairly reckless. I mean, and and I think they both are because I mean, his first on the first job they go on, uh, uh, his first thought is to take her gun and lean out the window <laughs> and shoot over the top of the car. Uh, so clearly they're just they're making some choices in their career here. And also, she's the one who decides that they like, they don't wait for backup. He looks at her, goes, "What do you want to do?" And she's like, "Right, yeah, let's, let's go." So, man, Lewis, I don't know, Pete, what do you think? Um, I think you guys are looking into this a little bit too deep. It's a fucking action movie, but no, just um, <laughs> like when they take the gun, like both guns, and are shooting it out of the window of the car. That's like, come on, that that was fucking awesome. That's like a classic. That's a classic action movie scene right there. Counterpoint. Now, if we're talking about like, if, if we're talking like realism, okay, fine. But I don't think well, any of us are watching RoboCop for like the realism. It's yeah, it's a classic action thing, but like. Why didn't they drive onto the side of the truck where he could actually shoot at them? Because he's got to reach mm. over the top of the car, and it kind of it kind of makes it look sillier than it needs to be. I think if, if if they had thought about it for a second and acted less irrationally, they could have come up with a plan that he'll still be able to do the double gun thing, but it'll just be at a more uh, uh, effective effective side of the vehicle. <laughs> It is his first day at that precinct. That's oh Jesus Christ! What a trying to make it trying to make precinct, a good man. impression. Yeah, that's what he said. They work for a living down there. Yeah, he he, uh, he meant that shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Pete, what would you say? Would you say this is a good movie or this is this is a good action movie? It's a good action movie. I mean, it's classic. Obviously, it's one of the all time favorites, and it's classic. But I feel like if it was a good movie, it would have been nominated for an Academy Award. No. <laughs> <laughs> hurtful hurtful your opinion your opinion couldn't be wronger but clay feel free to say whatever you want you can agree with Pete. that's fine oh no i think it's fantastic i think it's uh oh um, yeah it's absolutely i love it it's fantastic for sure sorry yeah. i honestly i honestly think it's probably one of if i was thinking about this before we started i was like is robocop the best sci-fi movie from the 80s and it's if it's not it's like the top three for me because it's it's one of the only ones that like Obviously, it's 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 one of the ones that has the strong, the largest amount to say about about what it's doing, about the future, and it's actually a sci-fi movie. Whereas a lot of the other ones, yeah, they're just kind of like sci-fi tropes and stuff. Terminator, fantastic sci-fi movie, doesn't have a lot to say really about the future, other than it's gonna suck. I don't know, you know? man. Yeah, Terminator- I'd say Terminator is my number one for sure. I don't, I can't pick between two, but I I would say Terminator. I, I was with you until you said Terminator. Basically, like there's like, you know, the 80s is chock full of sci-fi stuff, but a lot of it is just kind of like not like high concept sci-fi. But this this is definitely a social commentary as well as an awesome action film. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But I, I for me, I obviously I think it's a, I think it's a great film and a great action film. Um, and, you know, I'll say this. Uh, so it's, it's uh, kept in uh, posterity for time. Uh, we saw it on my birthday in the theaters, uh, Pete. I don't know if that was my plan or your plan, but you were there, and it was great. We saw okay. the loft. Do you remember that? I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Dude, what? What? What, what? what year was this? I don't know. I turned like 26 or something. I don't remember. We, we saw the loft. It, was, it happened to be playing. Huh. Was it just me and you? No, no. Me, you, Zach. I think Mike Werther went. I think... Uh, I think uh, a couple of girlfriends who like they didn't really want to be there, but they were they were good sports right. about it. Um, <laughs> it it sounds a like time. a good time. 
<laughs> well, that was one of my favorite memories of our friendship. That's cool. I, I, oddly Podcast enough, over. I actually, I actually did the same thing. Maybe like three years ago, they were. It was playing at the midnight movie over at the Coolidge uh, on my either on my birthday or my birthday weekend. So I went over with a few friends and watched it then. If we're still alive in a couple of years, man, I don't know when your birthday is. We can just do it again. I don't care. Yeah, let's do it. Pete can come. Tony, or Tony will fall out. asleep. That is, that is, I have a note. It's getting worse now that I'm a fucking father. I'll tell you that. Um, I remember God. that one at the loft. No, didn't I? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's good stuff. Um, all right, man. Like, uh, Clay, uh, you have anything you want, you want to um, tell the folks about what you're doing? You uh, sure. I, I, uh, I do a, uh, a podcast called The Penske File, where we talk about Star Trek and all of its incarnations. We're currently about eight episodes deep on season three of enterprise which is just sucking my will to live um and i also do a show called the rotten horror picture show where we do horror movies off of the rotten tomatoes 200 best horror movies of all time list which is a questionable list to say the least and uh, uh i also do a show that's on hiatus currently called the badass podcast where me and dc comics artist sean murphy talk about batman the animated series peter leon you work for dick jones is that correct <laughs> exactly i had to kill bob martin bob martin fuck i fucked it up damn it the, the podcast the is over the, the guy who makes the guitars exactly uh exactly. What, so what are you dick jones up to right now pete what do you got what do you got going uh well i just recently started an only fans so you can find me on only fans forward slash big dick boy four thousand uh, and I'm, only RoboCop music while you do stuff to yourself, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, okay, no, cool. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, of course. Uh, I yeah. just I want to let you know, Tony. Mm. Can you hear? Uh, I can I am not seeing him coming up as re- as recording on my end right now. So hopefully you're getting everything he's saying because I'm not hearing any of it. Oh, it's it's here. Yeah. Huh? You can't hear me. I guess he can't hear me. Yeah, I got him. All right. Cool. All right. Bye. Clay, you still there? <laughs> I'm here. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, I can still this hear how it ends. Yeah, weird. He he disappeared, and his uh, I've got a flat line on his uh, on his thing over here. So yeah, yeah, I still uh, got him. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Pete, I, your your thing was too sexy. Apparently, that stops. Uh... I guess so. All right, well, that's a good stopping point. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I guess uh, I guess we're gonna leave. I guess we're the bitches now. Um. <laughs> <laughs>